Welcome back to the Rookery, a Gargoyles podcast. I am one of your hosts, Michael Maxwell. And I'm Derek Murray. And on this episode, we are covering episode 10, I believe, of Gargoyles, The Edge. Yeah. Sounds um, sexy. Uh, it's... <laughs> It is kind of a sexy episode. <laughs> so, um, as per usual, we will cover some of the voice cast and then talk about the plot, give our general thoughts on the episode. Um, so, the main addition to the cast in this episode is uh, the character of Matt Bluestone, mm-hmm. who becomes Elisa's new partner, voiced by the one and only Biff Tannen. Thomas F. Wilson. Is that who that is? Yep. Wow. I did not know that. And now I don't think I can unhear it. (laughs) Yeah, it shocked me as well. That's amazing. I'm telling you, man, every time we go through this, I'm always just dumbfounded by the voice cast that they're able to pull uh, for the show. Like, it's just incredible. Yeah. Well, I mean, I... I honestly didn't hear it myself when I was watching it, but that's because at no point does Matt Bluestone look at Elisa and go, what are you looking at, butthead? (laughs) But now I feel like... He doesn't just randomly pull out an almanac. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But now I want to hear... I just want to hear Biff lines. (laughs) Matt talks. All right, somebody with editing skills, go back, re-edit this episode, and every time Matt talks, just put in lines from Back to the Future and Back to the Future 2. So why don't you make like a tree? <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, anyway. <laughs> it's not related to the episode at no, all. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> um, so this episode takes place, um, I, I, I mean, obviously... You know, Gargoyles always tells an, an overarching narrative, but this actually addresses the fact that Elisa is now fully coming back to work after her incident, shall we say, yeah. when uh, when she had that bullet that ricocheted off of seven different parts of the inside of her. Yeah, you know, the, the, the magical bullet that in no way, shape or form exists, even for a cartoon <laughs> that makes it really hard for you to understand or grasp. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is her. She's like fully recovered now she's coming back to work and she's being assigned a partner and in i would say classic buddy cop fashion yeah <laughs> like like she has lines that you hear in every like i i don't want no partner i don't need no partner kind of yeah, stuff yeah, yeah i work alone yeah. <laughs> um so it's, it's very on uh on point for that um but to me what what is funny about this episode is it's called the edge. And at first you might be like, well, that's, you know, what are we talking about? The edge of madness, the edge of this, the edge of that, you know what I mean? Like an existential edge. Who's having a crisis. What's yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this is one of those where you don't get the reveal on what the edge is until the very end of the episode. But yeah. the whole, the whole driving force for the plot of this episode is the fact that Owen, like, gets one in on Xanatos <laughs> during a sparring session. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look, I, I know that this, I know that this, uh, by far it predates, uh, the matrix, but I could not help but feel 
very matrixy dojo type of vibe. I the scene is incredibly short, but yeah. when I was watching it, I was just like, You think that's air you're breathing now? Like it just <laughs> had that whole like kung fu style. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. I mean, down to the fact that they're even wearing like traditional karate gis. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just so I the the moral of the story here is that Xanatos has a a very weak ego, I think. Uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, look, he literally revived ancient gargoyles just so they could square off against this new technology. Like, if that doesn't scream narcissistic, egomaniac, uh, I don't know what else does. Yeah. And uh yeah, and it's just like he gets no, he gets one one good solid hit in, and then Xanatos is like this is cancel my appointments. <laughs> like, <laughs> Move that shit to one. <laughs> I've got to go return some videotapes. Like he's got it. He's just, <laughs> he, he, did, he gets very like cagey all of a sudden and then just like takes off. And that leads to, uh, you know, the, basically the entire plot of this episode, yeah. which is yeah. uh, him testing himself really. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously we don't know that until no. the, the very end, but that end reveal, I, even if you know that it's coming, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's the thing with Xanatos is it's always something other than what you think it is. Right. You right. know, he's just, he is, he is truly such a well-written and well-developed villain. Uh, and, and the way that they kind of space out uh, it, revealing uh, what his end game is and what his goals are and like what it is he's trying to do. Like you're never you're never quite sure, but you always know that Xanatos is up to something like there's always something going on. And, and the way they pace it, I, I think, is done brilliantly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so we cut to. Um... Elisa, again, returning to work, she's bringing a television in to bring to the gargoyles who are, you know, living at their new place now uh, in the giant fucking bell clock tower that is on top of police headquarters. Yeah. Like what? What police station has a and we're not even talking like a small clock tower. Like when she goes up into the top of this thing, it mm -hmm. is massive in here. Yeah. Yeah, it's like an unmade apartment complex. It's yeah, and then at one point, like, and I'm I, I'm pretty sure this is just in a separate building altogether because it, it has to be. But at one point, when she goes up there and she's like, "Where's Goliath?" and they're like, "Oh, he's in the library," and you're like, "Wait, what? Like, you have a library?" But then the way <laughs> <laughs> why why is there a library? in a clock tower on top of a police station. Like, right. And the way they transition to that, that quote unquote library, because I think it's a real library, but I think it's a separate building. Like, I think, I believe Gar uh, Goliath has just gone to a library that is like next door <laughs> yeah. or something. Um, I don't know how he gets in. And the fact that Elisa just gets in there too, is very cryptic. Like you don't know where this library is. Right. in context of anything else but yeah you're like if this library exists over the police department i have serious issues with this <laughs> it's you know what though it's so it's so 90s cartoon like it's such a 90s cartoon trope uh and i don't know if that was just to like you know create animation but like even as i say it out loud it, it fits the form it's very tried and true for like when this show existed mm-hmm because if, if you look at things like Gotham and uh, like Gotham City and all the all the shows that kind of existed there, like 
Yeah, yes, Batman is obviously not on top of a, a police station, but like <laughs> the the proximity in which the city exists uh, is very much like that. That's not how any of this works. Right. Right. Yeah. It's very. It is very superhero in in that. Yeah, yes. Yes. Um, yes. And that's not. I'm not knocking that, but it's just like when you. Again, like when you when you say it out loud, it's very difficult to kind of wrap your mind around. It's hard not to look at it and go, "Yeah, that's silly." Yeah, I mean, it's also it's an adult problem. You know what I mean? Like when you're watching yes, it, a hundred percent. When you're yeah. watching it as an adult, you're like, "Wait, did he just say the library? Where? <laughs> why do they have a library?" <laughs> when when you could easily just have Goliath sitting outside on the rooftop reading a book. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. But, right. But no, that's not cultured enough. He's in the library reading Dostoevsky or whatever. The... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, also, can we talk about what a poor undercover detective Elisa would make? Because when she's when she's super angry that she's being assigned a partner, um, but she needs to go see the gargoyles to give them their TV. Like she is just such a horrible liar. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just like you could just as easily be like, okay, uh, okay, partner, I'll meet you outside in 20 minutes. But she's like, I got to go deal, deal, deal with something alone. <laughs> I'll meet you outside in 20 minutes. And then yeah. immediately beelines for the stairs up to the fucking clock tower. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you, if you made your partner suspicious in any way, he knows exactly where you're going. Yeah, and for somebody that like believes in the Illuminati, he's not very good at uncovering conspiracy theories, to be honest. Oh, this <laughs> this guy, this character, it, he in this episode, there's some stuff, there's some problematic uh, things with this guy that we'll talk about for sure. <laughs> um, but anyway, so they they go. Uh, you know, she she delivers the TV set that she's brought them, and uh, and then she heads off. But before that um we get the is it yeah so it's after she goes and she talks to goliath who you know he's still he's still brooding over the fact that xanatos took their castle from them and it has pretty much gotten away with everything that xanatos gonna get away with um but then they put the tv on and it cuts to that scene of xanatos donating his gem or whatever his uh eye of Orion, I think is that right? right. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, no, I. The I have Odin. I have Odin. I have Odin. Yeah. So he's donating that to a museum, and um, that like re really sets Goliath off. Where like he he fucking just he storms off in a way that sets. It, it's one of those things where I find it difficult to believe that Xanatos completely predicted every move the gargoyles would make but yeah. he does but he absolutely yeah, right. does right um and and also why does elisa keep telling them things yeah you know what i mean like when she you, you know how goliath is going to react to something mm -hmm. so why do you tell him these things <laughs> yeah I mean? that's true yeah no you're right like she she tells them things and then goliath gets mad and then he's like I'm going to go run off and deal with it. And she's like, no, no, don't do that. And then he does it anyway. Like, why did you tell him right. to begin with? You know how, you know how emotional he is. Yeah. But anyway, so Goliath takes off 
Um, we cut to later that night, a gargoyle like thing breaks into the museum, steals the eye. Uh, Elisa and Matt, they're on the case. They show up. Uh, just as this thing is leaving, Matt takes a shot at it and it ricochets off of it because obviously it's not a gargoyle. Um, and it's also very apparent that it's not a guy like when Elisa there's like a moment in Elisa's face where she thinks like maybe it was Goliath mm. it's like you you could see those wings were red like giant and red even in the yeah. darkness yeah so I, I don't know where the confusion was but um, yeah I mean she realizes pretty quickly that it's not him when when the bullet ricochets off and then she goes back and tells the tells the gargoyles which again this is the this is the moment i was talking about like why would you why would you tell them if you don't want them to go run off and try to attack xanatos because that's exactly what they do whereas you could have just not mentioned it right and gone about and and gone and done your police work yeah it does you do get the feeling that like most of the trouble that they get in is because of elisa That is true. I mean, it's, it's it. Look, it's a partnership. It's her giving him information she didn't need to give him. And it's Goliath reacting off pure emotion rather than yes. logic. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And for somebody who's sitting there reading Dostoevsky, you, you feel like <laughs> you feel like you should be a little bit more controlled there, buddy. Yeah. No, but no, like anytime Xanatos is involved, he just he you know what Xanatos is capable of. You know what he's done to you in the past. And yet your initial reaction is, I'm going to fly over to that uh, castle and I'm going to threaten him. Like, right. that's, you're stupid. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, what he, it's what he wants you to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, they, they do that. Um, they, they head over there. And of course, Xanatos is like waiting for them on the roof. Mm-hmm. It's like all very well taught. Because like, what if... What if Goliath didn't take the bait? It's, I just picturing Xanatos out there. A couple hours have gone by. <laughs> Owen's like, "Can I get you a coffee?" And like Xanatos is just really irritated that no one's shown up. They'll be here, Owen. I swear. <laughs> I know my Goliath. <laughs> oh man, I w- I want to see that alternate take of this episode. <laughs> Just after finally giving up, Xanatos goes in and punches the shit out of some armor that's on the <laughs> up against the wall or something. I've still got it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so uh, they show up. Goliath, you know, uh, th- threatens him, sort of, but also Xanatos threatens back. Uh, basically, you know, the the steel clan robot which i mean they're all familiar with the steel clan because they battled him at the end of awakening right um so they know that that's what he used to basically frame them in a sense i mean nobody really knows who they are but just the idea now that the city is aware of gargoyles right um and he uses that as what what i consider to be a fake threat do you Mm. because when he's like hey i've got this i've got this farm upstate like, you know what I mean? His his facility, his research facility, and he's like, if you guys go there and let us uh, just experiment on you, you'll all be safe. I guarantee it. I feel like that was a fake threat. Right. Like he he only said it because he knows they won't go along with it. Does that? Yeah. No. 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 I I, I again, it's it's Xanatos playing uh, on Goliath's impulsivity. 
Is that right? Did I say that right? I mean, look, I don't, I don't know if that's a word, but it sounds like one. So yeah. you know what, you know what I'm saying though? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, and it works. I mean, it does. It, it's, yeah. it, it absolutely works. Yeah. No, at, look, Xanatos is uh, very skilled at playing Goliath like a fiddle. Mm-hmm. But again, I mean, maybe maybe my brain's just in this space because we're doing all the multiverse stuff in the MCU. But <laughs> there's there, there's a version out there where Xanatos is like, yeah, just uh, come with me to this facility. And then Goliath's like, all right, fine, let's go. And Xanatos is like, Sh- uh, shit. Um, <laughs> Owen, set up a facility. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't prepared for that. Are you sure? Are you sure? Because I. <laughs> Are you positive you want to go, Goliath? Because you could just go, go, go back to your your new place, wherever that is. Like, yeah. You know I mean? like, yeah. Um, but no, it it works like like clockwork. Mm. Yeah, uh, I see what you did there. And they they had like you know Goliath grabs them and they go to head back to the clock tower, and of course then they get set upon by some Steel Clan robots uh, with a new leader painted you know um fire engine red uh yeah the the mark the mark eight um (laughs) hasn't been fully tested yet (laughs) yes steel clan robot um and there's a big public battle up up on a rooftop uh and of course (laughs) what's funny is that you just see laser fire from from the street level Mm -hmm. And there's that line that someone says about looks like the, the 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 urban legend about gargoyles has been proven true, and it's like, there, bro, all anyone's seen is lasers. What, <laughs> what what are you talking about? Yeah, they definitely have this thing that like everybody suspects that gargoyles exist, which I was under the impression that they were trying very hard to not make that be a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the gargoyles. I mean they've been pretty bad about it. Yeah, to be to be honest. Yeah, yeah, no, they have. But I was under the impression that they were at least trying. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, and that that statement makes it sound like, uh, like no, everybody knows. Everybody just thinks there's gargoyles. Yeah, I mean at this point, it once you have the big shadowy gargoyle esque figure that has appeared on a security camera you know what i mean like that and yeah. it's, it's broadcast on the news i guess at that point it's easy to justify how the whole city would be like what the fuck yeah right um but also i loved that security footage too that everything else is in perfect color except for the giant gargoyle-like <laughs> figure that's in complete silhouette yeah yeah, yeah. yeah total shadow <laughs> even though none of the lights do that yeah <laughs> Um, so at this point, Elisa and Matt show up and Matt grabs a pair of binoculars off of a bystander to like, look up into the sky and what he sees are again in silhouette. And he barely just sees like two different sets of figures fly by in the sky, completely in silhouette. Right. (laughs) And that's important for later on in this episode. Yes. Um, but uh the gargoyles get their asses kicked by these the steel clan and until they don't um, right 
I, I also have a, uh, <laughs> and again, this might be an adult thing, but I was under the impression that they glide. They don't actually fly. Correct. Yeah, the gargoyles right. are only supposed to glide on currents of wind. Okay, so that does not exist in this episode because <laughs> they fly and hover and like move around as if th there is no current. Like they are Superman flying around uh, <laughs> everywhere. I mean, yeah, that's I mean, that's definitely a cartoon thing with this show. Like they they use the the excuse that they they only glide but yes a lot of the gliding that they do is very very flight like unless it doesn't need to be like you know the perfect example is when xanatos takes off at the end of the battle and it's like oh we can't follow him because we can't fly but yeah but it's like but you, you you literally just had an entire action scene in the air where you guys could in fact fly like not yeah. even just fly like you could like pause in the air and just you know just hover and be like, oh, I'm being chased. Let me drum up my own current and fly away. <laughs> well, and they do oftentimes. And I feel like this is just like anytime you're dealing with any superhero, like Spider-Man using buildings to, to web on and stuff like that. But like they start on one building and then they leap into the sky. And yeah, sure, sure, there's updrafts. So they, they could potentially get higher than right. they start out. But they end up like way high up in this like because this they're flying towards ellis island and they're like way higher than the statue of liberty yeah when right. they're headed over there and it's like i don't think the building you were on was that high off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's you know it's funny because it's one of those things that i've never i don't in all the episodes that we've watched so far i don't think it's been as noticeable as mm -hmm. it has been in this episode. And I think that's just because the entire third act literally takes place in the sky. Yeah. Um, and so it just became a little bit more noticeable for me in this episode, but I just, I was watching it and I was like, that's, that's not how gliding works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they head out to Ellis Island and they have a, a duke it out with the steel clan of which there's only actually two, uh, Steel Clan robots and then Xanatos, but apparently they've been upgraded um, because when Brooklyn tries to to do his old hop on its back and steer it move, uh, he gets electrocuted and like a dick doesn't actually tell anyone about that defense mechanism. Right. Like, somebody says something about it and he's like, I'd, I'd rather not like referring to what happened, but he never is like, hey, don't touch him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which comes up because Lexington tries to do the same move later in the episode and gets electrocuted. It's like, yeah. you, know, you, you could have warned him. <laughs> um, but actually, the robots still go down like bitches. I mean. Yeah, they go down pretty easily. Yeah, and Broadway is the fucking champion this episode, is he not? Yeah, like, right? Like. He's, I, I was like, when did Broadway get smart? What is happening? <laughs> smart and capable. Yeah. Because <laughs> he takes out the first one by doing the old, the, the, the old classic fly too close to something. That's right. And the highly sophisticated robot can't. <laughs> That's right. Can't it's, calculate. It got, it got too caught up in the, give me your tired, you're hungry, and you're poor. 
<laughs> it's like I just like the idea that this computer driven device can't tell that there's a structure right directly behind like a massive structure behind yeah. where this gargoyle is flying but anyway yeah. uh he takes it out and then he takes the fucking hand off of that dead uh, robot and like impales the other one with it like he's all pro this like two two steel clan in the in the checkbox yeah no they, look, they i am convinced that they would not have been able to do that without him yeah. In fact, the only gargoyle to yet to do anything to any of these fucking Steel Clan is my boy Lexington, who just gets smacked around like a little bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he does. Every time. Yeah. And he's yeah. the robot, the robotics guy. He's the tech guy. Yeah, he's guy. the one. He's the one, because he's the one that calls out like the, oh, it's, uh, they're being controlled, like my remote control call. Yeah. It's like, but he never does anything with it. It breaks my heart. Poor guy. Um. So and then of course uh, Goliath throws down with the with the main uh, robot, which is not actually a robot. We find out later that it's actually Xanatos in a suit, um, which it, is just such a good reveal, by the way. Yeah, I love I love that reveal so much. It does have my favorite moment of the episode. Yeah, <laughs> is, is when. Uh, he's being, he's kind of like surrounded by all the gargoyles and it shows him like, look over to the wreckage mm -hmm. of one of the steel clan and the camera like zooms in. And so you can very clearly see that the robot is destroyed, right? but then it like scans it. And then it's like, <laughs> just, just to make sure that it's like terminated or whatever it says that it's yeah. like. Did you really need it to scan <laughs> to tell you that it's smoldering? Like it's it's in pieces, and you can see that it's in pieces. Yeah. And then he does it again. He looks at the other one, and again, just scans it. And it's like terminated. Like, come on now. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is pretty ridiculous. <laughs> uh, and then, and then, of course, he takes off, and uh, and the gargoyles also get the heck out of there just as the police show up. And that actually solves the big urban legend problem because now there's wreckage of these robot gargoyles. Yeah. And so it gets reported to everyone that they were robots and not actual gargoyles. So everyone's problems are solved. Yeah. Except for Matt, who <laughs> this, this statement, the, the audacity on this man, <laughs> when he's like, I know what I saw through those binoculars, chief. Yeah. It was, it wasn't. <laughs> It wasn't a robot. It was flesh and blood. And it's like, well, okay, first off, half of what you saw were robots, fuckhead. Yes, yes. And and also, uh, we all saw what you saw, and it was yeah. silhouettes in the moon, bro. <laughs> yeah. It looked, it looked like the exact same thing flying by twice. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you can make the argument that he's a conspiracy theorist, so, like, he's already going to be on the, I know, I, I, I saw real stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, yeah, you can. Yeah. You can make that argument, but it's just such a dumb statement considering we saw what he saw. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> um, and then, uh, of course, the the big reveal at the end. I mean, I mean, of course, you know, we have the the same thing we always get with these episodes. It does get a little formulaic, but it's like Elisa says something to Goliath. He gets angry. He goes off to do something. Right. And at the end of the episode, they're like, "We did it together." <laughs> okay 
Sure. <laughs> yeah. Whatever like, you say. <laughs> but, you, you, but you didn't. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so that happens. And then they're all like happy that Xanatos didn't find their new home, which that seems to be what everyone thinks Xanatos's plan is. The gargoyles right. think it. And, you know, when we cut to the reveal that Xanatos is the one in the armor, uh, even Owen kind of says something about it. So it seems like that that is his purpose. But then we right. find out that it wasn't really like it partially was like if he would have found that information out. Perfect. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he was really just trying to figure out if he uh, was losing his edge. <laughs> because don't, don't ever get one up on him Owen because Owen it's not that which is funny because when you think about that as a <laughs> how how little does he think of Owen yeah right <laughs> there's no possible way Owen has gotten better and just one-upped you in one scenario yeah. no 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 that's not possible you are clearly losing your edge and that's the only <laughs> way he was able to get one in on you yeah <laughs> Oh, I feel I feel so bad for Owen sometimes. <laughs> He's such a good little minion, though. <laughs> he is, but that's why, like, he just doesn't feel valued enough, in my opinion. Yeah. He's he's Xanatos's dedicated manservant, and it just doesn't <laughs> get the proper respect. <laughs> right. Can't, can't get no respect, that guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we get the big reveal. Like, obviously, Xanatos stole back his own his own um eye of odin and so now the city owes him a favor because he donated it and it's been stolen and then uh well he didn't find out where the gargoyles live but he did you know he's very proud of himself because he was able to stand toe-to-toe in a mod you know in an enhanced suit but but otherwise he was able to stand toe-to-toe with goliath and so he knows that he has not lost his edge they all yes. lived happily ever after. Yes. <laughs> end of show. <laughs> Wait, no. Okay, just end of episode. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so what were your overall thoughts on, on this episode? Um, you know, overall, I thought it was a pretty solid episode. I, I'm a big fan of uh, the episodes that uh, deal with Xanatos, just because I think Xanatos is just such a great villain. Um, and he's just so well written. And I, so anytime they have like a big bad that, you know, is going to carry over, mm -hmm. I think that's when the show is really strong. Uh, and so that's why I really enjoyed this episode. Um, yeah. So I, I, I prefer those versus like the monster of the week or like the, the message of the week, if you will. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And honestly that reveal of, you know, the, the, the big red, the, the fire truck, red gargoyle, uh, taking off its helmet and, and revealing that it's Xanatos. Like, had I not been familiar with the show previously, that would be one hell of a reveal. Like, that's a fantastic ending uh, to an episode. So I, I very much enjoyed that aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, it was a very fun episode. Yeah. You know, because sometimes they, you know, especially I feel like the last couple episodes have been a little heavy handed. Um, mm -hmm. You know, what with... Uh, uh, Elisa having all of her innards shot up. Um, so, <laughs> but this, this is just, you know, it's fun. You, you have Xanatos being Xanatos. You have the gargoyles getting to, you know, kick some ass, um, facing down, you know, the steel clan, which I, I like the steel clan. I feel like the steel clan is not, uh, very effective, <laughs> but, mm. uh, I like just the idea of these 
you know, mechanoid gargoyles. I, I like I like the idea of them more than I feel like they're not very useful in, in practice. But whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's a fun episode in that regard. Uh, but there is a message of the week here, Derek, uh, and that is clearly that if you if you work for a megalomaniac, uh, d- don't ever sweep the leg. Don't don't do it. Yeah, no, it's it's look, it's a good message. Uh, I actually think it's better than the gun message, to be honest. Yeah, let the Wookiee win. That's that's the message here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what did you all think of of this episode, The Edge? Let us know, you know, uh, on on the Twitters, I guess, or uh, send us an email at uh, Michael at JackVallNerdShow or go to the website JackVallNerdShow. Drop us a message. Let us know your thoughts on this episode or just gargoyles in general. And, uh, you know, we'll give you a shout out in a future episode. All right. Well, that is our time. Um, On behalf of Derek and myself, you've been practicing. This is the first time I've ever lost a match to you. Would you rather I pretend to lose? I'd fire you if you did.